Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley McManus, Senior Director of Global Marketing at SmartEye. Welcome to the Human-Centric AI Podcast, where each episode we feature thought leaders doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little about us, SmartEye is the global leader in human insight AI, technology that understands, supports, and predicts human behavior in complex environments, bridging the gap between humans and machines for a safe and sustainable future. Today, our technology is embedded in next-generation vehicles, leading the way towards human-centric mobility through driver monitoring systems and interior sensing solutions. Our research instruments products offer unparalleled insights into automotive, aviation, assistive technology, behavioral science, and many more fields. Today's episode features Kate Moninger, VP of Campaign Analytics at MarketCast, a versatile research analyst with 15 years of experience in supplier-side strategic consulting. Kate has proven expertise as a research manager overseeing the design, implementation, and analysis of quantitative and qualitative projects on a global scale. Her current work focuses on theatrical campaign and franchise brand messaging development, with experience also in the TV and OTT marketplaces. She has also conducted quant and qual research throughout North America, Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. MarketCast is a data and technology-driven research and insights firm serving CMOs and marketers at the world's top brands, media companies, tech platforms, and sports and video games organizations. The company brings together a unique mix of primary research, AI, and big data to deliver full final transparency for marketers. Their insights guide critical marketing decisions, helping brands determine which audiences to prioritize and profit and product benefits to communicate in addition to developing, launching, and measuring brand and advertising campaigns across media platforms. Kate and I talked about some of her recent entertainment research she conducted on a very popular action movie franchise, including what she set out to understand from viewers of this content, the methodology of understanding user emotion, her learnings, and the data behind it. Let's listen in to learn more. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. With me, I have Kate Moninger, VP of Campaign Analytics at MarketCast. Kate, thank you so much for making the time to speak with me today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So to start, let's talk about your background. How has your career path taken you to MarketCast and what is your current role there? Um, So I started my career in political research. I was a political pollster. I specialized in campaign message and strategy development, working with individual candidates, with political parties, with NGOs, uh, sort of all over the world. And about 2013, I decided that I needed a change of pace and I found MarketCast, um, which gave me the chance to kind of transition those skills and that experience that I had developed in the political world. But I got to now I get to use it to talk about movies and TV series, which is, I don't know, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, everyone actually loves what I do now uh, and wants to talk about it, so that's fun. Um, I work with a huge variety of titles to help develop their campaigns and their message, but my particular area of expertise is with large franchises. I'm personally a bit of a super nerd, so it is... It's fun to be able to take my experience on the fan side, but also integrate it with the research and the details and the uh, professional side of things to, I don't know, merge my two worlds, I guess, um, and to be involved in the development of some of these titles that I feel very passionate about. 
Great. Yeah, I was just going to say, so for those who are unfamiliar with with MarketCast, can you explain briefly what your offerings are? So MarketCast has been around for over three decades at this point. We started out as a kind of boutique research firm specializing in the film industry and have since developed considerably, uh, expanding to kind of cover all sectors, um, not just different parts of the entertainment industry like sports and video games and things of that nature, but also looking at Industries like the automotive sector, financial services, even beyond that. Um, We are a full-service research firm, and we're very focused on fandom and brand and the intersection between those things. How can we help our clients to develop a passionate base and then move beyond it? Uh, throughout MarketCast, we pride ourselves on how closely we work with our clients kind of throughout the life of our projects. Uh, that's particularly true for my group. Uh, my team is part of the entertainment group, and we specialize in developing trailers, commercials, and other parts of the film the advertising campaign, uh, typically through iterative testing and materials. We work extremely closely with our clients, uh, kind of taking figuring out not just what the data is saying and what the research means, but also looking forward. How can we apply these learnings to develop these trailers, to develop these materials, to develop the campaign overall in the best way that we possibly can? Um, How can we continue to learn from what we're seeing and put that into practice? Fabulous. Uh, So to kick us off here, I'm curious with your your knowledge and your expertise, what would you say some of the biggest challenges are for those who work in the entertainment, so like movies or trailers uh, space today? One of the biggest questions we work through with our clients is how can we capture people's attention and then maintain it? So not just over the course of the two and a half minute trailer or the 30 second commercial, but how can we maintain it in a way that leaves an impression and is memorable after they're finished watching the material? Uh, We have a number of different processes that we use to start to answer this question. Um, Affectiva is one of the tools in that toolbox. Um, But the type of iterative developmental testing that we do can really help to make sure that a campaign is always putting its best foot forward and starting to carve out a memorable, engaging experience for moviegoers that can resonate with them and that they can bring forward with them between the time when they see the trailer for the first time to when they're standing at the theater deciding what to see. Uh, Another question that we have a lot uh, is related to this, and that is, how do we differentiate our title from others like it? Uh, so others in the genre, others in the franchise, other franchises, uh, that kind of thing. It used to be that things like special effects, CGI, the big action experience could help to answer that question. Um, but we're really seeing that change. Uh, I've been doing this for 10 years now, and that mentality has really started to shift, uh, particularly in recent years, uh, kind of coming out of the pandemic. People are looking for different things. They're looking for a uniqueness that a lot of CGI just can't guarantee for them anymore. 
And this is even for big titles from properties that are known for things like revolutionary effects or insane tentpole action sequences. Audiences are putting pressure on films and their campaign materials to have a clear big idea that can make it feel unique and like something that they simply cannot wait to see. That if they do wait for streaming or Redbox or anything like that, that they're going to be missing out, that they're going to be spoiled. Um, most of the time we see this come down to how materials are positioning characters uh, and really it's characters first. Then it is the main conflict that surrounds those characters, what they are confronting, what they're dealing with. Uh, that can be the main challenge, that can be the villain, but something that puts these characters into conflict and promises not necessarily a plot, but a story, a concept. And from that, then we start to get into the action effects and how those play into the elements like the conflict and the characters. Uh, that experiential side of things really needs to feel like it's part of the narrative and part of the character's journey, uh, rather than feeling like it's the main reason for being. Um, the story and the character should drive the action rather than the action driving the story and characters. Again, we often use affectiva data to kind of help diagnose how these ideas and how these characters are coming across. Uh, where are people sitting forward? What are they emotionally engaging in? Who do they care about? Um, how are we getting them to care about these things? Uh, and then even, you know, how the action is playing. Are there big moments that are getting people to sit forward that are making their jaws drop, that are really grabbing that attention and resonating with people versus things that are more like montage, um, CGI spectacle stuff that is increasingly just kind of washing over people because they don't necessarily have a key foundation in it. There's not stop down moments. It's a lot of color and effects as opposed to something that's actually impacting characters, conflict, story, um, things that are defining for the film. Awesome. So you recently conducted some entertainment research on a very popular action movie franchise. I won't name the title, but I, I it will. It's similar to the likes of you know Fast and Furious or Mission Impossible series. Can you give us a high level description of what you are looking to understand from viewers of this content? So just to preface things a little bit, um, we work with most of the studios, big and small, and with a lot of the streamers as well. And we work on everything from the big budget action titles to prestige dramas to R-rated comedies. And uh, as you can imagine from the summer that we just had uh, this year, we've been pretty busy and on a huge range of projects. Um, when we start thinking about those big budget action titles, and especially those big franchises, uh, one of the things we're really thinking about goes back to that question of differentiation, right? It's how do we prove that this movie has a reason for being, that you have to see it? And not only that, you have to see it in theaters. Uh, it's a cinematic experience that you can't miss. Uh, it's one of those things that's important for everyone, you know, regardless of the genre, but it's especially important for those longer running franchises. Um, it's moviegoers need the marketing materials to answer why they should pay and go out of the house to see movie 12 when they can just catch one through 11 on streaming at home. So how do we prove that? 
a lot of it ends up coming down to balance and how the materials balance the things that are new with the things that feel more familiar. So we have the main character or the main characters and we have to show things are going to be different for them. They're going to change for them. But we also still need to show how they're the same. We need to make sure that those characters still feel like themselves. Um, so they need to have a chance to show who they are and lean into the qualities that people love about them. You know, if they're known for always having the quip, they need to always have the quip. If they're known for creative problem solving, we need to show some of that. If they're known for their gadgets, we need to make sure that we have gadgets there that kind of ground in that franchise and in those characters and really lean into the qualities that people love about them. Meanwhile, we also need to show that the circumstances are changing and it needs to feel like they're going to be challenged in a way that they haven't before, which needs to come from the story and the ultimate threat, that conflict, what they're confronting this time. And it needs to feel real and it needs to feel major and it needs to feel both connected to the franchise, but also different from what came before it. So, you know, really easy. <laughs> um, the emotional response can tell us a lot about how a piece is doing on these things. Um, so we want people to be happy and excited when they're being brought back to a franchise that they love. But we also want to make sure that there's something special, too, to suggest that the material is standing out, that it's doing something new, that it's resonating and is memorable for people. Uh, for this particular trailer that I have in mind, uh, we discovered that while happiness metrics were high, just like we would expect from a movie like this, uh, what really drove the emotional response were surprise markers. Uh, so things like jaw drop. And this was really exciting because it's unusual. Uh, it's really unusual. Uh, and it suggested to us that when people said, when they were telling us after watching the material that the trailer promised excitement and action, they weren't only responding to what they assumed from the brand. Uh, it wasn't just, oh, well, it is such and such title, so of course it's going to have an action-packed experience. Instead, here, they were actually feeling it in the moment, and the emotional response showed it. It showed that the trailer was doing exactly what it set out to by being unpredictable and keeping people on the edge of their seats throughout the running time, keeping that kind of jaw drop, wide-eyed surprise and excitement and anticipation running throughout. And so it was, so we were able to go back to the client and basically say that, oh, well, you know, all these things that we've been talking about throughout the process, well, we've done it. This is not only checking the boxes, but it's going beyond that. And it's really exciting when you're able to do something like that, when you're able to really see the process work and see a piece of material resonate and do exactly what you were hoping it to do. Very cool. So fascinating. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, and I think you might have touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to offer uh, a chance for you to expand a little bit more, but the data behind the learnings. Um, how did MarketCast work with Affectiva to, to get the results that you were talking about? Affectiva is built into every one of our studies. Uh, we have, um, I'm honestly not sure exactly how the technicalities of it all work, um, but it is, it's part of our main um, structure uh, for our campaign analytics team, which is what I work in, um, our yep. main um, ad testing uh, vertical. And 
So it's a pretty seamless process. Uh, everyone is asked whether they consent to it. Um, it's not something we automatically do. They have to opt in. Uh, and uh, we get the the feedback from them as they watch these materials. Affectiva processes it seamlessly. Uh, and it pops up on our dashboard uh, that we have uh, that we work closely with the Affectiva team to sort of develop and adjust to our specific needs. Uh, we do a lot of iterative testing. Um, So version 18, version 32, version 45, um, and often want to be able to compare them. So that was something that we worked with the Affectiva team to develop a tool that allowed us to sort of see it all on one chart and really be able to dig into uh, where the nuances were, where the differences were, and compare trailers to trailers. Um, It's extremely easy to work with your group. Um, (laughs) uh, It's... uh, always been a pleasure um, and the data always delivers interesting findings for us. Um, nice. Um, what role would you say that that this type of technology, so specifically understanding consumer motion, plays in relation to longer form video content? So not just movie trailers, but um, long form audience research. That's honestly, I'm going to be honest, not something that I can really speak to. Uh, I don't do a lot of the long form work. Um, We do use it when we do episode testing um, and we've found it to be um, very valuable, particularly for like pilot testing and identifying characters that people care about, storylines that people are engaging with. um, Okay. If there's points where attention starts to drop off. that's kind of how we've used it in the past, um, but it's it's not something that I touch daily. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I get this next question. I think you you headed into a little bit, but I wanted you to comment on our partnership. So, for example, what do you like about working with Affectivo? What are your thoughts on working with the team here? Anything addition you would add to your your prior comment? I think the accessibility of the team and the engagement of the team is phenomenal. Uh, The willingness of everyone to work with us in creating what we need to create and answering the questions that we need to answer, um, making sure that we have the tools to be able to do that. Not a lot of vendors, in my experience, go to quite the length that Affectiva team has done, Mm -hmm. uh, which has been a pleasure to work with. I, yeah, I think the, the accessibility, the ability to also take the data and speak to people who live and breathe this stuff every day and ask questions like this is what we're seeing this is how we're interpreting it does that align with your expertise on the subject does this fit with that um so kind of having a gut check as well uh is very valuable um and we certainly have used it on occasion. <laughs> yes, that's great. That's great. Uh, so, you know, we've we've covered a lot of ground today, but I'm curious, you know, based on your work, if you had one takeaway for, for the audience listening uh, based on what we talked about, uh, what would you like to tell them? I think one of the key things that we find over and over, uh, particularly thinking about the playability of a trailer, um, and getting the emotional reactions that you want to get, leaving the impact that you want to leave. Uh, It's important to um, not ignore character. Characters really matter. People want to hear from your main character. They like to hear voices entering in with I statements and Mm -hmm. showing that there is a lead 
that's yeah. going to take them through the story is incredibly important. Um, mm. And I okay. think don't be afraid to slow down. Uh, I think there's okay. a lot of tendency to want to throw everything in and show all the goods and not show all the goods, of course, but to make sure that it feels like it's always moving. It's really rapid. And people are looking for breathing space that helps yeah. your big moments stand out more. It goes back into the montage thing that I mentioned earlier, you know, when there's yeah. a lot of inundating people, they don't know what to take away from it. Mm -hmm. um, so really okay. carving out those specific moments, taking a breath, not being afraid to lead up to something uh, mm -hmm. is really beneficial. And again, it, it helps those moments sing. It helps the story land better. It helps those characters stand out and really contributes to a sense of uniqueness and connectedness to the material uh, mm -hmm. that just throwing a whole bunch at people just doesn't do. Yeah, absolutely. Totally makes sense. Um, okay, so for, for our listeners, can you let us know where they can go to learn more about you, about MarketCast, or do you have any other call to action for them? Uh, I think you can find out more about MarketCast at www.marketcast.com, um, all one word, um, or on LinkedIn. We have a lot of content up there. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I'll drop I'll drop the links into the the show notes so people can can read up on on you guys a little bit more too. But um, that was all I had for you for today, Kate. Once again, thank you so much for your time, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. Absolutely, great speaking with you. I loved learning about the insights from Kate's research and especially how entertainment companies can use this as sometimes unexpected data to create more compelling trailers. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Human Centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or if you get your podcasts for new episodes. We're also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to share any feedback you have on the show and weigh in on the discussion using hashtag Human Centric AI podcast. Don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.